Welcome to the MG Kitchen Podcast. This is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food, very easily, very quickly, and with relatively simple ingredients. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be a nightmare. It's going to be something you can do for all the family. It's going to be something you're going to really enjoy, particularly in these difficult times. We're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house. Today's delight is Moroccan chicken. I'm going to be cooking something rather different to what I've done before. Uh, it's all going to be cooked in one pot again, so you don't have to worry too much about an awful lot of fussing around and an awful lot of nonsense. But I'm going to be making some Moroccan chicken, and I'm going to be making it with couscous. And I'm going to be making it with a special type of couscous, which is actually Israeli pearl couscous, which is really, really interesting because it's slightly bigger than regular couscous. And when you cook with it, um, you will notice that it sort of uh, it, but it bulks up into a much bigger and much more tasty way of, of, of eating it because a lot of people don't like the texture of couscous because they feel like it's a bit like semolina or something like that. This stuff is not. It's a bit more like cracked wheat and it's really good. But what you're going to need for it uh, is uh, some chilies. I'm going to put some ginger in it, a little bit of garlic. I'm going to put up some green beans, some red peppers, some red chilies. And one, the secret recipe for this to give it the flavour that we need it to have is something called Raz El Hanout. And that is a spice that you can get in any supermarket. I got this one in Waitrose. You can get it probably anywhere else. Uh, and the, the actual translation of Raz El Hanout uh, is basically um, the chef's cupboard. So it's a kind of mix. It's a bit like um, a Moroccan version of garam masala, uh, which is a mixture of various different spices all put together. And it's a fantastic flavour and it's a fantastic uh, texture and it gives a beautiful aroma as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun cooking this wonderful dish. You can put chicken in it if you wish to. Some people like to put chorizo in it as well. Um, I'm not going to do that today though. But uh, coming up, uh, you're going to hear me cooking this beautiful dish, Moroccan chicken with couscous. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to cut up the garlic. As per usual with a lot of my recipes, I prefer to chop the garlic into little small pieces. You might prefer to get yourself a garlic crusher, in which case it, it kind of dissolves quicker. But either way um, is good. There's no onion in this dish, okay? So um, I don't put an onion. Some people would put maybe spring onions in it, but I don't think it needs onion, quite frankly, because it's a very simple, straightforward dish. And you, you basically fry up all the vegetables and you put the chicken in sort of towards the end of the beginning of the process. And the same goes for the, the um, ginger. I like to use fresh ginger um, because it just has a better flavor and it just gives a little spiciness to the dish, okay? Now I've put a little bit of olive oil in a pot here. It's been warming up and uh, we're gonna put the garlic and the ginger in, first of all. And you can hear that. And then I've got two red chilies, which I'm gonna cut with scissors, I'm gonna, you know, some people like to, if you wanna defenestrate them and take the heat out of the chili, sometimes what you do is you, you basically um, cut them in half lengthwise and take the seeds out. I don't like to do that because actually I quite like the seeds. Now the problem with red chilies, if you buy just the regular sort of longish ones, is you never quite know how hot they are. So I'm putting two in on the hopes that they're not too hot. And I'm gonna put in half a red pepper now when I cut a pepper I tend to cut it in half right and that way you can take the first part away from this the, the the sort of the seeded bit in the middle um, and you hollow that out take the seeded bit out and just basically chop it up and that's what we're going to be doing now already the garlic and the ginger smell fantastic and like everything that I cook 
I'm always conscious of the colour that it's going to be. Um, and the Razal Hanout that I'm going to put in gives it a sort of a brown tinge. And we're going to be using chicken stock as well. So if you've got vegetables which are red and green in there, there's going to be a lemon involved as well at one point. I'm now going to put the, the red, half a red pepper in. Some people would say put the whole red pepper in, but actually you don't need to. Um, and the way that it immediately just smells fantastic is great. Now, I did have a little white wine in the fridge, but uh, I've finished that now. So instead I'm having a little bit of a red, uh, a Chianti Reserva with this from Italy, which is rather good, I have to say. Now, the next thing to add is some green beans. I like to buy the green beans that are not trimmed because obviously they're cheaper. And all you've really got to do is wash them and cut the ends off, okay? And they're very versatile. They're very good for you. And it's one way of, if you're cooking for children, getting their five a day in. Because one of the things that I like to do uh, with everything that I use in cooking is to uh, always imagine that your children are going to eat what it is that you're making. So you don't want to make it too spicy. Uh, you don't want to make it too rich. You don't want to make it too creamy. Uh, and what you want to do is make sure that there's enough vegetables in it. And if they're particularly unhappy about eating vegetables, as some children are. I mean, I've got one, I've got two youngish sons, 13 and 15. One of them barely eats a vegetable at all. So we have to sometimes disguise the vegetables into the dish by just kind of either food processing them um, or basically just, you know, dissolving them in a sauce so that he's going to eat it. But, you know, um, there's all sorts of ways of doing that. And it's not about in any way misrepresenting the kids. It's just about, you know, making sure you get some um, decent food in. Now, the reason you haven't been able to now hear the sizzling is because I've removed it from the hot plate just for the moment while I chop the ends off these green beans and then we're going to go back to the scissors treatment in a minute because uh, that's the quickest way and the other thing I'm going to add into this which I haven't mentioned yet is some coriander one of the things that about uh, cooking is that there are two things that go very very well together and what uh, and those are coriander and lemon juice Spanish use it a lot and I mean basically if you have fresh coriander and a lemon there's all kinds of things you can make which are really good so I'm going to put it back on I'm going to have some smoked paprika for this as well. Uh, so it's going to get very exciting indeed. So I've got the scissors back. And so you're basically going to chop these green beans into, I suppose, about an inch long pieces, right? So the easiest way to do it is by far and away to hold it over the saucepan, as I'm doing now, and just cut them with scissors. Preferably kitchen scissors. You know, you don't want to just use paper scissors. But as long as they're big scissors... Um, you'll find that they do the trick really well. And it's a lot easier than just cutting with a knife, which can be quite laborious after a while. And uh, I've got quite a few going in here. I know that some of you might be thinking to yourself, well, how, how do I know how many? It's a sort of a handful of green beans, really, is what you're looking for. Uh, I'll just give it a quick stir here. Make sure nothing's sticky. The garlic is cooking nicely. The pepper is cooking nicely. The green beans going in well. And of course, if you do it too quickly, you might miss the pan a couple of times, doesn't matter. You just pick that up off the side of the cooker. And away you go. Now what I like to do with lemons is add a bit of lemon at the start and a bit of lemon at the finish so that you're basically cooking with lemon juice. I've got one of those juices which you can get. They're normally yellow. You put the lemon, the half a lemon inside it and squeeze it rather than those ones that you have to like revolve around themselves 
And the great thing about starting with lemon early on in the dish is that actually it retains the flavor. Right, so if I squeeze, if I cut this lemon in half now, as you will hear, and then I've got the lemon squeezer here. You put the half a lemon in, you squeeze it into the pot. And that is just fresh lemon juice. It's just such an important part of cooking. I love cooking with lemon juice, especially if I'm cooking like a Mediterranean style dish. So there's a little bit of liquid in the pan now, which is what you want. We'll be adding the other bit of lemon later. Now it's time to add in a bit of Raz Al Hanout. And what I normally would suggest you do is put about a teaspoon, because it's quite strong, it's quite powerful. And of course, as soon as you put a teaspoon of anything in, it begins to already make the stuff in the pan a bit thicker. We're gonna put about half, a quarter teaspoon of ground cumin. Cumin is very popular in the Middle East um, and in North Africa, where of course, this particular dish comes from and as you as you stir it around and it will get hotter and more spicy later uh, you basically see it kind of glopping up for want of a better word you know it's not quite so fresh anymore it looks as though it's it's more you know the the sauce is clingier somehow to the vegetables now it is at this point that you want to put the chicken in i've got chicken breasts here which are better than a chicken on the bone but if you prefer chicken on the bone there's nothing wrong with putting that in there. I just think it's best to have um, chicken breast because quite honestly, this dish really suits it better. So you can, again, cutting it with scissors. You can hear that. And what you now see is the, um, the chicken cooking and it's, it already smells fantastic. I, sometimes at this point I will add Another bit of um, one of my favourite sort of spices, which is of course smoked paprika. You've heard me using that before. I really do like smoked paprika and I would recommend that you get some if you haven't got some already because there's quite a lot of it used in my various different kinds of cooking. If only I could open it, I'd be fine. Oh, there we go. So a little bit of a, maybe a three quarter teaspoon of smoked paprika. And then you go with that. And you just gently you turn it down from the highest that you had it. And when you started this dish, the the temperature on the pot scenario was four. I've moved it down to three. And basically, I'm going to be looking at putting some parsley in as well, which is nice and dry. Hear that. I like to use fresh herbs obviously if I can. If you can't get them, just don't worry about it and use, you know, the dried ones. I'm gonna have another drink. Charles. Now you can probably hear some more noise in the background. The noise you can hear is the kettle boiling because what you're gonna need is to boil a little bit of hot water. I've now got the couscous to add in. Um, the couscous comes in small packets. As I say, I'm gonna show you a picture of it so that you'll know what it is to buy. And you pour it in, to the dish so you don't cook it like rice and separately right you actually cook it with the dish so you're pouring it in and it has the consistency of I suppose a little bit bigger than a rice um, grain and you basically stir it around so that all 
of the ingredients are mixed in with the couscous. And what the couscous is at the moment is hard. And what's going to happen to it is that it's going to become, it's going to cook in the water. It's going to cook basically inside the, um, the pot because you've already put, uh, you're going to be putting hot boiling water in there. So to basically cover it with boiling water, that's what you're going to do. I'm just putting some parsley in there to mix that all up. And you're going to cover it and it's going to cook slowly and the, um, the, whole, the whole dish kind of comes together. It's really, it's really lovely, I have to say. Now, I'm putting salt in it here. When I'm using chicken stock, I don't put pepper or salt in it too much because it's already got some chilies in there. If it's not hot enough for you, you can always add some chili flakes at the end. Now we've just got the uh, kettle boiling, so let's put some hot water in. And by this time, it's already starting to stick a little bit to the bottom of the pan. And once you pour the hot boiling water in, it's better to pour boiling water in because it cooks it straight away. And you basically cover it, and then you stir it around, making sure that you pick up all of the stuff that's kind of sticking to the bottom, okay? So at this point, you've now got what looks a bit like a soupy concoction of couscous, vegetables, chicken, and it smells absolutely amazing, I have to tell you. Uh, you're going to put the chicken stock cube in. Once again, I'm using the Knorr stock pots, which are my stock in trade, the ones I like. I'm using a chicken one because I've got chicken in there. Obviously, if you're making a vegetarian version of this, you leave the chicken out um, and you would add a vegetable stock, which you can do. You know, a lot of my dishes are equally available for vegetarians because I sometimes have to cook vegetarian food uh, because I have vegetarians in the house. Not in this house though. Great thing about this Moroccan chicken dish is it barely takes any time at all to cook. I've literally been in the kitchen for about 20 minutes, probably no more than that, and it's, and it's pretty much done. Um, as, you, as you stir it in the pot, you'll notice that the water has evaporated, all right? I've just added a little bit of fresh coriander in there. I'm gonna squeeze the juice of the rest of the lemon, that's another half of lemon, just before I serve it, because then it, it captures that beautiful kind of citrusy, lemony taste. If you want it to be slightly hotter, I always keep some chili flakes handy, which you can sprinkle over the top, because that works so well. I mean, people were so happy when I showed them how to put that onto the top of scrambled egg. The chili flakes are great. A little bit of Tabasco, if you like, as well. Um, I tend to like my food a little bit spicy, not massively spicy, but, you know, I do like a spicy meal. So if it's, but even if you're not that keen on it being too spicy, this flavour and the flavours and the aromas coming off this dish are absolutely spectacular. I kid you not. And one of the things that I'm going to be showing you over the course of the next few weeks is a similar type of dish to this, except it's a curry and it uses fish. I'm going to be showing you a fish curry because as of now, we've done things with beef, we've done things with chicken. Uh, we haven't yet, apart from the obvious, you know, antidote to meat eating, if you wanted a, a, a veggie version, you could do a veggie version of this just without the chicken. Um, we haven't done anything with fish yet, so I'm keen to do that. I'm also going to show you something great that you can do with smoked mackerel. We've got so many ideas, and what I'm really encouraged about, people, and I'm thanking you for all of this. Thank you so much for all of you who are downloading the podcast and uh, subscribing to it. But also, many of you are now using those recipes and cooking and sending me pictures, which is brilliant. It's what we do. You know, we're all here to help each other. We are all in a lockdown situation. I'm in a flat in London. I haven't seen my kids for like four weeks. I talk to them every day. But they're a little bit stressed out, you know, and everybody needs a little bit of help every now and again. I'm having a glass of wine. Um, I'm cooking this beautiful food. I'm hoping that you're enjoying it. And I'm hoping um, that one day we'll be able to film this because 
we'll actually be doing it in a in a proper sort of industrial kitchen. So look out for when we get out of this damn coronavirus madness and actually I start cooking and you'll be able to watch what I do as well. How great will that be? Here's what you're going to need to put it all together. One chicken breast, two cloves of garlic, two red chilies, one carrot, one chicken stock pot, one handful of green beans, and this is the key, one tablespoon of Raz Al Hanout, which is a special spice that you can buy in the supermarket, one teaspoon of smoked paprika, and one cup of Israeli couscous. I'll put a picture of that uh, on the podcast so that you know which one to buy. Join me again next time for another episode of MG's Kitchen. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to show me your creations, tweet me at MG's Kitchen.